You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Gene and Chris on the Paracast. We are back from the International UFO Congress at Fort McDowell in Arizona near Scottsdale. And it was a more interesting event than last year in the sense the crowds were a lot bigger, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, I guess that's a a direct reflection on the quality of speakers that they had this year, which was a great leap uh, ahead of where they were last year, almost on par with the first year. I didn't get any estimates of crowds. I asked them for it. I thought, you know, six, seven hundred people, something like that, maybe a bit more. Oh, there was way more than that. You think so? Yeah, it was uh, well over a thousand. Okay. I guess until we get a real estimate, we'll just have to fight the guests. But I was looking at the speech given by Jim Fox, who's the UFO documentarian and formerly a co-host of Chasing UFOs, and obviously we'll never go back to that show. And he got a pretty good crowd. It was pretty well filled, the auditorium. But the one thing I did notice among all this is, where are the young people? Yeah. Well, that's that's just a, a reoccurring theme. Uh, at these uh, types of uh, old school events, you know, the I think the age of the the big UFO conference is on the wane. I think uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more of these types of events uh, as time marches forward on, uh, you know, online. I really think there's no inducement for kids to uh, come in and squirm around uh, with their butts in a seat. I, I, I just don't I don't think that paradigm is going to last much longer. They don't have the patience for it. And you have to look also at the demographics. Right now. And this is one of the things, of course, that people consider, like, for example, when we're talking to an advertiser about the PowerCast, they want to know about our listener profile, which is in that magic 25 to 49 year age group. And if all our listeners were older than that, we get no advertising, whatever. Whatever we do get, it's because we have good demographics. Right. But you have to look at the demographics for something like a UFO conference. And I kind of think this applies to all of them. So at what point do they give up this paradigm and try something new and different? Well, when they start losing money, (laughs) it's probably... I do think that there was a good turnout this year. Um, Like I said, they did have a a much, I think, better lineup of speakers. Uh, The night portion of the Saturday part of the conference uh, was really well attended. It was standing room only for David uh, Childress's talk. But you're right, Gene, the average age in there was probably somewhere in, in the 60s. And I don't want to cover any of our company, but also, you know, hung around a lot over at the vendor booths. And we had all sorts of people there, but we also had a lot of standbys like Stanton Friedman was sitting there and Rich Dolan and Phyllis Scaldi from Fate Magazine. And she vows they're going to be on a more regular schedule this year. So we found a lot of good friends, had a brief talk with Dr. Roger Lear. He's the fellow who recovered so called implants, alien implants that apparently are connected with UFO abductions. We're going to have him on the show soon. Going to have a lot of fascinating guests, as a matter of fact. Another example, Grant Cameron has a new UFO book that's out about what the government knows, what the presidents might have known. And then Rosemary Ellen Guiley has a brand new book. You want to tell us about that one? Yeah, Rosemary's got a uh, uh, kind of a part two to the the first book uh, that she she co-wrote, actually, the first book uh, on the gin. And this next book goes into even more detail and has some of her case studies that she's been uh, involved with. And uh, I haven't had a chance to really look at the book yet, but it looks very, very good. Rosemary is a very accomplished writer and top-notch uh, field researcher. 
uh, I have been out in the field with her and, and um, I learned a few things actually. And I'm looking forward to getting Roe back on. And the one thing here is that she doesn't have to contend with a certain co-author who shall go unnamed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She escaped uh, by the skin of her teeth getting slimed by that whole deal. And I haven't heard anything about that person since then, which is also pretty good. Yeah. So maybe the fact that Lance Moody and, of course, Don Ecker and, of course, your friends on the Paracast, we expose that. This is the kind of thing we do that other shows do not do. They just listen. Yeah. They ask a question that's like, okay, tell me everything you know. Well, I shot seven people today, and then the next question would be, well, yeah, but do you have any hobbies? Uh, <laughs> geez. Uh, no, it's just, it's pretty grim, but um, that's why we're here, Gene, separating the signal from the noise. And it's hard, you know? It requires extra effort. It requires actually doing work, which is very different than what a lot of these other people are doing. Speaking yeah. of work, Chris and I are engaged in all sorts of different projects. For example, I'm taking the contents of this magazine that my first wife, Geneva, and I did years ago called Caveat Tour, and pulling out some of the really terrific interviews that we did, like with Richard Shaver and Ray Palmer and Curtis and Mary Fuller and Jim Mosley, Tim Beckley, and a lot of people who weren't ever interviewed anywhere. And those things and special feature articles, including from John Keel and from Jim Mosley, will appear in this collection. Meantime, you've got a book that you're working on for this fall, Stalking the Herd. Tell us more about it. Well, you know, I think I might have mentioned this a little last week, but I've been working um, slowly researching the whole subject of uh, unexplained livestock deaths or cattle mutilations, if you will, and uh, attempted to shop a book on this subject 12 years ago. And I think the timing was just off. Uh, I scared, scared all the editors at the publishing companies and uh, did not land a deal. You know, I've, I've, I've taken it out and brushed it off and uh, have a lot of new information, obviously, that I've gathered over, over the 12-year period since 99, uh, 2000, when I originally shopped it. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and finally uh, get this book completed and out. Uh, it, it's a subject that there's a lot of misperceptions and kind of pop culture programming that's involved in uh, people's uh, you know, the, the amount of knowledge and the quality of knowledge people have about cattle mutilations. And this is going to be a real exhaustive look at, uh, you know, humankind's relationships with bovine uh, and and how that dovetails into uh, this mystery that uh, we call the cattle mutilation phenomenon. So it's a lot of work, but um, I do plan to have it out uh, in the, about the end of September, beginning of October. I'm going to ask you one question, maybe as kind of a hint as to what the readers can expect. What is one popular myth that you're going to expose in stalking the herd? Well, there's quite a number of them. The first one is how pervasive the actual phenomenon is. It's nowhere near as pervasive, I think, as, as most people suspect. The fact that these animals aren't cut with lasers or, or high heat, uh, for the most part, there are some cases, but most are not. And that these animals are drained of blood and fluids. I mean, that's a big one. Everybody just assumes that. And, and we're going to really look at the evidence uh, to support that particular misperception or misnomer. You know, it's like, it's like UFOs, Gene. We should be able to explain, you know, 80 to 90% of, of all UFO cases uh, with some sort of prosaic or mundane explanation. And the same holds true, I think, for the 
unexplained livestock death phenomenon, uh, most of these cases are unusual scavenger action that uh, appears to be high strange to uh, to the untrained eye. Hey, this week we have a fascinating guest. This is one of the A-level guests that go on the Paracast and rarely go on any of the other shows. Tell us what to expect. Well, you know, most of our, our longtime listeners, of course, are, are going to recognize the name of Dr. Russell Targ. He and Hal Putoff started the Stanford Research uh, Institute back in 1971-72. For many years, they worked uh, for the CIA uh, at, at points uh, doing remote viewing of targets uh, all around the world. Of course, Ingo Swan, who we just lost uh, recently a couple of months ago. Ingo was uh, was key in, in, in setting up the protocols. And Joe McMonagall, Pat Price, uh, the list goes on and on of some of the remote viewers with incredible results. And the book that he's written is called The Reality of ESP. And the subtitle is a, a physicist proof of psychic abilities. And, and I'm three quarters of the way through the book. And I am astounded at some of the statistical information that they've been able to, to uh, demonstrate and replicate uh, that shows without any question that there's such thing as, as uh, precognition. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to speaking with Dr. Targ. We're real, real fortunate to have him on the show. Dr. Russell Targ, joining Gene and Chris, you're in... The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. 
Your freedoms are on the line. The Second Amendment is in danger. How soon before your freedoms are taken away? What can you not live without? What is your greatest dependency? Is it your guns? Is it your home? No, it's food. It all boils down to the food supply. Tyrannical governments control people by controlling their food supply. Don't be dependent. Be self-sufficient. Don't wait for the government to feed you. Feed yourself. I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Do like Alex has done and get a supply of food from eFoods Direct. It's the best long-term storable food on the planet. Get the popular Mega Patriot Pack free. A 24-day supply of food plus stove, cook pot, and fuel. Call 800-250-1857 or go to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get up to 20 Mega Patriot Packs free with purchase. Build your food supply, be in control, be self-sufficient, and be a patriot. Call 800-250-1857 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get your free Patriot Pack today. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris, we welcome to the Paracast Russell Targ. His book is called The Reality of ESP, A Physicist's Proof of Psychic Abilities. Dr. Targ, let me ask you, of all the things one could do in their lives, getting involved in the study of ESP, remote viewing, all that stuff, how did it happen for you? Well, the reason for getting interested in psychic abilities, for a listener's point of view, uh, you can use your ESP to find your lost car keys, and that's useful. And you can find parking places. And as I watched the market going up on this morning, could make money in the stock market as we did. But more than that, you can discover who you are. I wanted to ask you, though, your journey. How did you get involved in the subject? Well, I was a childhood magician. So I grew up in New York doing magic on the stage as a college student. And as many magicians experience, I found that from time to time, in pretending to read somebody's mind, I would get a picture of what their house looked like visual image, hallucination, information. So I could fold my visual image that I had of this person into my act that I'd learned which of those are correct. And I was recently on the air talking with the great Kreskin who said, oh yeah, every magician knows that. We just don't talk about it. So I had a chance to talk with him for an hour on Midnight Radio in New York about folding your psychic impressions into your magic act. But eventually, as a 
physics student, I became aware that there was real research going on in parapsychology, and I gave up stage magic for learning how to teach people to get in touch with their psychic abilities. So in 1972, I quit doing laser work in Sylvania with the Sylvania Electric Company and uh, started an ESP program at Stanford Research Institute. And from there, what were you looking forward to before you went there? Did you look for some kind of indication? Hey, what I've experienced as a stage magician, for example, this is real and this is what's happening? Well, as a physicist, I wanted to know how it's possible that a person can quiet their mind and experience what's going on in the distance and in the future. That I had... Before joining before joining uh, SRI and creating that program, I had built an ESP teaching machine, and I had a chance to bring that to a NASA conference and talk to uh, Werner von Braun and the administrator of NASA, Jim Fletcher, and propose that they support a program at Stanford. And von Braun did very, very well with my ESP teaching machine. And he encouraged the administrator to give us some money to learn, first of all, how to help astronauts get in touch with the spacecraft. That was one of the things I wanted to do. And the other is a brainwave experiment where I proposed to flash lights in the eyes of one person and see if his friend in another room would get the change in their brainwaves corresponding to the way we were torturing the friend. And we did both of those. And the good news for listeners is my ESP teaching machine is online as a free application for the iPhone. So if you go to the App Store, you can download something called ESP Trainer, and it's exactly the four-choice machine we used in our NASA program to help people get in touch with their psychic abilities. And it's my gift. It's a free application. Now, obviously, to be equal opportunity offenders here, you have an iOS version for the iPhone. What about for people who have Android phones? Will there be a version for them? Uh, there's not a version for the Android. I, I live in Silicon Valley here with the flagship Apple store a half a mile from my house. So I, I, I'm basically, uh, I'm not a cell phone programmer. I, I outlined the game based on what I had done before. And then I had to pay a real programmer to put it on the Apple platform. And since I received no money for this, I think that putting it on the Apple is as far as I wanted to go with that. When you have to do your own investment, then it's best to go where, as they say, the traffic is. And it's also probably a little easier and more predictable to go on the Apple platform than it is on Android because you have so many different models. And I don't want to get into Yeah, well, I put it on the Apple platform and invite people to write to me when they get very good scores. And there are about 25,000 downloads in the year since I gave this away, and quite another number of people write to me and said, I'm, I know I'm only expected to get six hits out of 24, but I'm getting 12 or 14. And I'm interested to chat with them about their mental state when they get these extremely high scores, because that's what we saw in the NASA program. People can learn what it feels like when they're being psychic. I've been teaching remote viewing now for 20 years, and it's very fun to teach because people catch on very quickly. I had to tell you what I mean by remote viewing. 
and see activity where we're pursuing at Stanford. It's the ability that people have to quiet their mind and then describe and experience what's happening in the distance or what's happening in the future. Now, I should and tell you before you go on, Dr. Targ, we have had discussions of the subject from time to time on the Paracast. As a matter of fact, we had a person from the UK, Daz Smith, who did a remote viewing experiment with us, and he succeeded. Good. So well, it the reason it's so much fun to teach remote viewing is that it's easy to do, that I'm not actually teaching anything. I'm just giving people permission to make use of an ability they already have. So if I stand on the stage at a workshop or a lecture, I've been teaching with Deepak Chopra for several years. And it's very much fun because he has already softened these people up, taught them to meditate, and they're very receptive. So I will show up with my weird object of the day in a bag, quiet the people down, and and just guide them to describe the object. And I have very, very great success in people making drawings of my weird object of the month. So it's easy to do. We have the ability, and I have two interests right now. One is to help people learn to do remote viewing and incorporate their their lives. As a physicist, my interest is to know how we can dream about the future. If I have a dream tonight, well, recently, I, I know that telling somebody about the dream is like telling them about their last acid trip, not so interesting. But as apropos, I had a dream just a few days ago about driving uh, with my wife's son in his fancy new car, and in the dream we were rolling down a hill and he couldn't stop the car. Now, you'd think that's an anxiety dream, but in the dream I tried to pull the gear shift, pull the emergency brake, and eventually we stopped. That was the dream. The very first thing I heard on my bedside radio when I got up in the morning was about a tour bus at Lake Arrowhead in California taking skiers home. The brakes failed, the thing rolled downhill, and crashed into the back of a truck, killing a bunch of people. So I would say that my dream, my anxiety dream about riding in a car, which I've never done, that dream about the car was caused by hearing the event on the radio two hours later. So it's an example of the future affecting the past. Dr. Russell Targ joining Gene and Chris. Much more to come. You're in the Paracast. Time and time again. You need to come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Well, the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me. Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here, and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. 
Stop the pain from broken, chipped, and damaged nails with a revolutionary new nail hardener, Nails of Steel. Apply just one drop of Nails of Steel over natural or polished nails and go. With Nails of Steel, there's virtually no drying time, and it's guaranteed. Order this all-natural, antifungal, and herbal formula for women and men at NailsofSteel.com. That's NailsofSteel.com. Nails of Steel. It's like a salon in a bottle. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. You've heard about or even used colloidal silver for years. But did you know there's a silver product that is much better, faster, safer, and superior? Silver that is fundamentally distinctive, different, and the only patented silver since the original colloidal silver in 1923? Introducing Silver Protocol from Neofera. Think about this. What will you do when you can't get antibiotics? Silver Protocol should be in every grab bag. The one product you got to have when it all breaks loose. Unlike colloidal silver, use Silver Protocol preventatively or whenever infection occurs. Silver Protocol can be boiled or frozen yet is still 100% effective, has super long shelf life, and will not cause argyria or turn you blue. Order Silver Protocol at 800-213-0644. That's 800-213-0644. Or go to neofera.com spelled n-e-o-f-e-r-a.com sign up for our free educational email series at neofera.com silver protocol the ultimate immune booster this is jerome clark author of the ufo encyclopedia and other books you're listening to the paracast We have Dr. Russell Targ. His book is called The Reality of ESP, A Physicist's Proof of Psychic Abilities. And Dr. Targ was telling us about an experience where he dreamed of a tragedy that occurred two hours later. Let me tell you about my experience here, which Chris might have heard. Six weeks before 9-11, my wife, my son, and I went to New York from Arizona to attend the Macworld Expo, one of the last Macworlds to be held in New York City. Speaking of being a Mac user and everything. Okay, so we went up to the World Trade Center, and just to give you an example how everything was weird, right at the entrance, one of the entrances to the World Trade Center, dropped my camera and broke the lens. Okay? So that was the end of taking pictures during that event. You know, we didn't have smartphones with cameras and everything. Next thing, I don't like heights, so we might attribute it to the fact that I don't like heights. If you recall, You take the elevator to the top of the World Trade Center, and then there's an escalator. It takes you up to the observation tower or deck or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Well, once we got out of the elevator, I had to sit down. I felt a tremendous amount of anxiety, and I wouldn't go up the escalator. I told my wife, do what you want to do. told my son, do what you want to do. I'll sit here. Not feeling really good about it. You know, I grabbed a cup of coffee and tried to relax. I couldn't. I could not wait to get out of that place. And of course, what, five, six weeks later, we had 9-11. I don't know if there's any connection. It might just be a bad day for me. But that's what happened. What do you think? Well, a lot of people had 
anticipatory dreams or bad feelings about 9-11. For example, I was in Italy. I had I flew out of the country on the 10th rather than the 11th. So I had a conference coming up in Italy, and I, I left the day early. I don't know if that's a psychic prediction or just my usual conference anxiety, but I had a presentation on the 12th, so I flew out on the 10th, and I got the New York Herald Tribune on the 12th in Italy, and they listed the four airplanes and the number of people who were killed on each of them. And at that time, I was working for Lockheed Missiles in Space, working on airplane safety. I was putting lasers on airplanes to measure wind shear. Because my, my roots, in the beginning, in my earliest incarnation, I was a laser physicist. So after the Stanford program and psychic experiences, I went back to my uh, laser roots. So anyway, I was in, in in Italy, and I got the Herald Tribune. And what I could tell at a quick scan is there were less than half as many people as you would expect on each of those airplanes. In fact, I've now looked it up and discussed it in, in my book, The Reality of ESP. The load factor for the four airplanes was about 30%. So you've got all these nice morning commute flights, coast-to-coast airplanes, and for some reason, lots of people decided not to get on them beforehand. So it's as though they had psychic feelings, or sinking feelings. And I recently met a couple who canceled their plans just a couple of days before they were going to fly. No reason. They just felt very anxious about flying and did not get on the airplane. And hundreds of people had those anxious feelings because only 30% of the people who would normally fly were on board. Now, that's the point here. This is not something that's special. It's an ability you say that we all have. It's just a matter of developing it. Now, specifically with regard to remote viewing, as I take it, being able to see something that's happening somewhere else. This was obviously of great interest to governments because wouldn't it be nice to have a spy, say, in Russia, China, or whatever, without the physical danger of having a physical presence who might get caught tortured or killed. It would be very nice. In fact, our principal financial support was from the CIA from 1972 until 1995. We did various operational things for the CIA. Uh, We found a downed downed Russian airplane in Africa. Uh, We located a kidnapped American hostage in Italy. Uh, We looked in on the American hostages uh, when they were in Iran. And a number of other things. We described a Chinese atomic bomb test three days before it occurred. We were able to say, yes, the atomic bomb test would take place, but it would fail. Because all the great psychic Ingo Swan, what he saw was a big pyrotechnic display in the sky, no mushroom cloud, three days in advance. So CIA people with us would know from that that that's the kind of pyrotechnic display you get when you burn uranium and not from setting off a bomb. So we knew three days in advance that, yes, the Chinese would do their test and then it would fail. So we had many operational things like that. The deal we made with the devil, as as young scientists, we were not particularly keen to work for the CIA, but we made a deal with them. Very intelligent director of intelligence at the CIA agreed with our proposal that we would spend half our time doing whatever operational things they wanted us to do. 
find people, describe factories, so forth. And the other half of the time, we would do research and try and understand how ESP worked. And they agreed with that, and they kept their agreement for the duration of the program. So while we were finding hostages and locating airplanes, on the one hand, we were also publishing our work in Nature magazine and the Proceedings of the Engineering Society and various other places. So CIA did not interfere with our dissemination of the remote viewing results, and we paid the wages by doing operational things for them. Which obviously you couldn't divulge because uh, some of them, I'm sure, were classified. But now um, we can't. That is the, now you the reason, can, The reason, yes, my, uh, reason my new book is interesting is that I got a lot of material declassified. In fact, I in, in the new book, in the reality of ESP, I published my letter to me from the CIA saying that I can describe what's in the report that they sent back to me. So I published the letter. They won't even think about suing me. Well, that brings up an interesting point, uh, Dr. Targ. Why was Project Aquarius and in, in the official uh, military and government involvement in remote viewing uh, supposedly canceled? Uh, was was this some sort of red herring? Are they actually, do you think they're continuing this type of work? Well, uh, Aquarius because... is not a name that I know. Our, our program was called Grill Flame in the beginning right. and Stargate at the end. Oh, Stargate. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I, I got the wrong term here. But Project Stargate, why do you think, because you, you had such uh, spectacular successes, why did they not find it a, a, as a viable uh, ways of getting uh, intelligence? Well, Robert Gates, who was Secretary of Defense recently, but at that time was head of the CIA, said on television, said on Nightline, we are terminating the program because the Berlin Wall is down, Soviet Union doesn't exist. We really don't have any serious enemies anymore. We don't need to support uh, an army psychic corps. And that was his decision in 1995. We had created an army psychic corps in 1980. My partner, Hal Putoff, and I selected six trainees from a group of people at Fort Meade, army intelligence officers, and we trained those six to do remote viewing. And those six have now trained hundreds of other people. So it's as though the father of ESP is Ingo Swan, who unfortunately died recently. But Ingo taught Hal and me to do remote viewing. We taught the Army, and then the Army taught the world. So if you look on Google right now, uh, there's more than 2.5 million pages dealing with remote viewing is quite a lot of pages for something that many people think doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's let's start back at the beginning a little bit here with the SRI program. One of the f- uh, first people that you worked with was was a ex-policeman named Pat Price, who many consider, uh, you know, people that research the remote viewing subject, uh, he is widely considered as being probably the most talented of, of your remote viewers with Ingo uh, very high up there as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Pat Price and how some of those early successes really uh, excited you guys and, and really uh, kept you moving forward and actually getting funded by the government. But before we do that, we have to do this break. We have Dr. Russell Targ joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? 
Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Sell something you believe in. Almost sounds like a foreign concept, right? Listen, when is the last time you sold for a company and a product you believed in? Something you could feel good about Monday through Friday and even Saturday and Sunday. Something with integrity. Perhaps you've heard of us. We're GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Over 800 radio stations, the web, and four satellites broadcast our conservative talk radio shows 24-7, 365. While much of radio struggles, we're doing things all over the globe that those with just a transmitter can only dream of. We've got listeners, lots of them, and advertisers who need help reaching those listeners. But they need you. GCN is looking for motivated self-starters, people good on the phone with proven sales savvy, experience in marketing and advertising, but will invest in training the right person. We offer benefits, but the biggest benefit is selling something you believe in. Send your resume today to advertise at GCNlive.com. Come work with GCN and sell something you believe in again. The National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, presented by Triton Shelter Technologies, will be held March 16th and 17th at the Nashville Expo Center and Tennessee State Fairgrounds. Admission is free and doors open at 9 a.m. Come join us to learn life-saving techniques to help you and your family handle crisis situations. Meet Nat Geo's Dennis McClung to see if you have what it takes to be on the next season of Doomsday Preppers. Walk through a bomb shelter, learn first aid, CPR, and much more. For more information, go to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. And while you're at the NPS Expo, meet and speak with Dr. Joel Wallach, host of Dead Doctors Don't Lie. If you take pharmaceutical drugs and wonder why side effects require you to take more drugs, Nobel Prize nominee Dr. Wallach has the answer. Hear how he took on the FDA eight times and won every time. Don't miss Dr. Joel Wallach at the National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, March 16th and 17th. Admission is free. Log on now to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. Alex Jones here with a message that could revolutionize health in this country. Going back about a year and a half ago, I began to learn about the incredible health effects of Longevity products. Aaron Dykes lost 92 pounds. We're going to show you some before and afters. Aaron, break down what happened, your story. I've worked really hard with diet and exercise to try to lose weight, but I just didn't get the results. It just didn't happen. Then I saw what you were doing with InfoWarsTeam.com. I wasn't even trying to lose weight, but I got it because I wanted to feel better energy. I wanted that nutrition. Didn't even understand how that could kickstart my own weight loss goals. But the products did that for me. I found myself suddenly losing weight, more energetic, wanting to exercise, wanting to eat the right foods. And they don't even advertise it as weight loss. I want to challenge our radio listeners to go to InfoWarsTeam.com. Sign up as a distributor and get wholesale pricing discounts at InfoWarsTeam.com.
my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear as we probe the beginnings of research into remote viewing with Dr. Russell Targ. The book is The Reality of ESP, A Physicist's Proof of Psychic Abilities. You're on with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. Chris asked Dr. Targ a question. Dr. Targ, your answer. In the beginning, the CIA was always calling us up on the telephone with little demonstration of ability tasks. Yes, we're supporting you, but can you remind us that ESP really worked? I'd like you to describe what it looks at like at a particular set of coordinates that they read to us over the telephone. And we're working with Ingo Swan, who's the great psychic who started us on the path of remote viewing. And Swan described the image that came to him was sort of a military installation with a semicircular drive and a flagpole and some buildings buried underground and made a sketch of that, which we published. And shortly after that, we got a unsolicited call from a policeman, actually police commissioner of the city of Burbank named Pat Price, who had heard about our program. He had heard about it through Scientology circles, but that's all right. He had heard about our program and said, I think I can help you. I've been doing this kind of stuff all my life. And Hal, who was on the phone, invited Price to describe what he saw. And I said, okay, I'm zooming in at 5,000 feet, and I see these buildings, mainly they're underground, and he described a large concrete conference room with row filing cabinets, and he read the code words on the front of the filing cabinet correctly, and just said this place is called whatever it was. I can't remember now. Gave the name of the, of the place. Hayfork is what it was called. And it turned out that this place that they described was a national security agency, NSA listening post, crypto secret, could not have been a more secret location. The five names on the filing cabinet that Price described were correct code words, and Ingo's drawing of the place was also correct. So Pat Price is the only person we've encountered who can reliably read things psychically. There are many people who can draw wonderful artistic renditions of what a place looks like, architectural drawings, but Price is the only one who could read psychically. And he went on to do many other experiments with us. He's the one who... I was once sitting in our electrically shielded room with Price, and we were doing a formal series of trials that we're going to publish in the Proceedings of the IEEE if they went well. And for several days, Price was able to describe where my colleague, our contract monitor, was hiding in the San Francisco Bay Area. And one day we were sitting in our little copper-covered phone booth, and Price said, you know, we don't really have to wait for them to get there. Why don't I tell you right now where they're going to be in a half hour, and then we can get some coffee. So he described Hal on the contract monitor standing on a pier looking at some little sailboats with their masts stepped and some of the sails up and a Chinese-looking restaurant off to the side and seagulls sitting on the pier, and that's what I get. And they came back, and that was exactly where they were. They went to a harbor in Redwood City. They took pictures of the boats and the, and the Chinese restaurant 
and that was all done a half hour before they chose the site. So we began to understand that it's no harder to describe events in the future than it is to describe contemporaneous events. And as modern physics has caught up with us, we, we learn to call this non-local awareness. It's non-local, all psychic ability is non-local awareness because the accuracy and reliability is independent of the distance and the time in the future. So one of the things we know is that it's no harder to describe something that's going to happen tomorrow than it is for you to describe the picture hidden in my study on my death. Distance and time are inseparable, and Einstein, of course, knew that 100 years ago, but we were just catching on to the fact that space and time are, are no hindrance to psychic abilities. Dr. Targwine, to ask you a few specifics about the mechanisms and the results of remote viewing. And I still wonder today why they would not be using it. So, for example, if we had remote viewing, would we have known all that was going to happen before 9-11? If we had remote viewing, would we have known how to prevent Benghazi from occurring? If you get my point. Well, you, it, it's hard to do exactly that. It's hard to look into the future in general and say what's going to happen in the future. One of our, we trained uh, six Army officers in how to do remote viewing, and one of those is Paul Smith in Austin, Texas, and Paul is now teaching remote viewing, very good teacher, and he was also a remote viewer, and in the working arrangement, the facilities at Fort Meade, where he was one of the officers, he had just done a remote viewing, and as they were winding down uh, his interviewer, because this is usually a two-person game, somebody is a psychic and somebody is asking him questions. The interviewer says, "Okay, say, we've got your we've got your drawing here. This is now Friday afternoon. By the way, can you tell me anything exciting that's going to happen over the weekend? Is there anything you see in your mental screen that's really noteworthy that's going to happen?" And he said, oh, my, Paul said, oh, my God, I, I see a ship hit with a, a missile. There's a, a, a missile going right into the deck of a ship. And a lot, a lot of people are killed in a terrible accident. And that was just before an Exocet missile hit an American ship in the, uh, Arabian, in the Gulf of Arabia. Wow. So he, he just opened his mind to the next exciting thing that would happen. Yeah, so so it is possible in in a general sense to even get a a hit on some sort of uh, future event. I I, I wasn't aware that, that I, I thought it had to be more specific information in order. For Usually, you to... it would be more specific. This, this is the only. I would never target somebody on what do you see in the future that's interesting. That that would not be the kind of thing we would do. I would say, uh, where are we going to take you tomorrow? What does that look like when it hasn't been done yet? Or what's the market going to do tomorrow? Or with a group of people in a workshop, I may say, I've got six shopping bags here. Each one has an object in it. I don't know which one I'm going to show you. After you make your drawing of the object, I'll then toss a die, and that will determine what you see. And that works just as well is having one shopping bag and have them describe what's in the bag. So I am confident that looking 
hours or days in the future is no more distant for a remote viewer than describing something contemporaneous. There's no separate. It's as though there's no separation in time or in space. Your your awareness just fills all of space time. And this was, of course, this is not new age. This was all spelled out in the eighth century by an Indian teacher, Padmasambhava, who wrote a whole book on this subject. I'll just tell you the name of the book. Case I'm called "Self Liberation Through Seeing with Naked Awareness." Sounds a lot like what we're talking about. Yeah. And Padmasambhava describes that if you don't like the suffering you're experiencing, defending your ego and defending the story of who you think you are, you can move from this conditioned awareness to timeless awareness where you see the world as it really is. But in order to do that, you have to give up your desire to name the things you're seeing and to grasp onto them. And indeed, in remote viewing, it's very hard to name anything. If I tell people I have an object in the box, I say, don't name it, don't guess what it is, just describe what you're experiencing in terms of your experience. And that was all understood in the 8th century and spelled out of the meditation program, that if you can move your awareness into the spaciousness, you'll have a more peaceful view of the world and a more peaceful life. But obviously with remote viewing, what the military wanted were spies. They wanted people who could see what's going on in another country, another city, whatever, and tell you about it without the consequences and the accountability if such people were caught. Sure. Joe was successful in finding General Dozier, who was kidnapped in Italy. He was kidnapped in Venice, and Joe said, I see him now at a street, in a building in a street corner. He's shackled to a bed, and there's a fountain behind the building. In fact, I recognize this place. This is Padua in northern Italy, and he could say, recognize the building just a couple of blocks from the waterfront because he happened to know Padua. We have Dr. Russell Tarr. Joining Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Hello? Congratulations. For what? We're losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. 
immersed in discussions about successes with remote viewing with Dr. Russell Targ. His book is The Reality of ESP, A Physicist Proof of Psychic Abilities. Before we get into more case-specific things, and we got a lot of questions from our listeners, Dr. Targ, I want to ask you more about the mechanisms here. So, okay, we can see the future, supposedly, in this kind of practice. We see things that are going to happen. So is the future, therefore, preordained, or are there other kinds of futures, other variations? And I say that, say you see an accident that's going to happen five hours from now. Can you prevent that accident from occurring, or will it happen anyway and there's no way to get around it? Well, different people have different opinions on that. One case where somebody did prevent an accident is we had a contract monitor who had worked with us for several years, and he was in Detroit doing something different with his partner, and he had a horrifying dream. He dreamt that he was in an airplane crash, a big ball of fire, and he was burned to death, scared the hell out of him. The next day, he told his partner, you know, something's come up. I don't think I can go with you on the next leg of our trip. I have to do something further here, but I'll drive you to the airport. Because even in the CIA, uh, people don't want to appear to be a sissy to cancel a trip based on a scary dream. They just said, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. He drove him to the airport, and as he was driving away from the airport, he saw the plane crash at the end of the runway, killing everybody but a little child. And I happen to know a lot about this crash, because in my next incarnation, I was working on airplane safety, and I know exactly why this plane crashed. There are a number of unfortunate things that all piled up, a hot day, short runway, lots of people. The pilot making a date with the stewardess forgot to set the flaps, so he took off under difficult conditions, and wind shear brought down the airplane, killing everybody. It was like this plane was karmically destined to crash. There were like five different arrows all pushing in the direction of this airplane crashing, and my contract monitor had a dream about not getting on the airplane. So So basically then, if the pilot had this dream, and he saw it was going to happen, could he have stopped it? Could he have said, you know what, I'm not going to fly today. I really feel I'm compromised, or I have something better to do, or I woke up with the flu. I I think he could have done that. We don't know whether you see the probable future or the actual future. It's a a hot topic in ESP research. Uh, People have done experiments and gotten different answers. This is a case where somebody dreamt about dying in a plane crash, changes action, and didn't die. So that's an an important event because we know a lot about what happened. Those canceling your flight, I mean, he's a working CIA agent, and he had to actually cancel his flight and do something different. So he, he had seen a lot of psychic stuff in our lab, so he was motivated to actually go out on a limb and not get on that airplane. Now, what I believe is that what he dreamt about was the fireball of the crashing airplane and then dramatized that by putting himself in it. So he did not have to die in the plane crash to dream about the plane crash. Now, I've done experiments where somebody had to describe the object I will show him in a group of six possible objects, one of which turns out to be very likely to be shown, and there are five others which are much less likely. And what I wanted to know is 
will the presence of a very likely object prevent you from seeing the less likely one when the less likely one is chosen? And the answer is no. So that what that means is that if everyone knows the market is going to crash tomorrow, all the all the financiers know that it's going to crash. They're going to get out today and crash it early. That, that's right. <laughs> so that's the likely thing that's going to happen. But that may not actually happen. Some other thing may happen overnight in China, causing the market to go up. So the fact that everyone believes that it's going to go down does not interfere with your predicting that it's going to go up if that's what really happens. So the short answer is you see the actual future and not the probable future. Fair enough. Okay. The mechanism here, what is causing this ability to exist in the first place? Are we a part, for example, to suggest something of a universal consciousness that there is a universal awareness, you can call it God or anything you want, or a computerized simulation? doesn't matter. We don't even know right now, and maybe we can't know. But is there that source of information available to everyone, like a universal consciousness? The short answer is information is available to everyone, as though it's a universal consciousness. A better explanation is that it's as though we're part of a hologram in which everything is connected to everything else. The Buddhists back in the time of Christ said that separation is an illusion, that you have super knowledge available. You can see into the distance, see into the future, diagnose the illness, heal the sick, a variety of other things, talk to deceased people. That information is all available. And the modern physics would say that we live in a non-local space-time. Now, the idea of non-locality is a product of the space and time in which we live. One example that's getting a lot of press lately is entangled particles, where two photons are born together, go off in opposite directions at the speed of light, and you can grab the one on the left, and that affects the one on the right. And special relativity says that's impossible. Einstein famously said that won't work that the spooky connection at a distance, and then in 1970, it was shown to work. So the idea of entangled particles is now established. Nobody doubts that. And that's a manifestation of the fact we live in a non-local space-time. And what the Buddhists would say is that consciousness is entangled just as the photons are because of the nature of the space and time we live, we live in. So... Although you and I are separated by a thousand miles, let's say, our consciousness is not separated at all. There's a path through the complex space-time that we live in. If I have to, if I have to take the train, it's going to be a thousand miles. But because we live in a complex space-time, mathematically complex, there will always be a path off of the material plane. And that total path is zero. I can always find a path of zero distance between you and me or between me and the future. So it's as though we live in an interconnected world. And again, the Buddhists described this at the time of Christ as the net of Indra. Indra was one of the Hindu deities who threw a net over the whole universe 
at each intersection in the net there was a reflecting stone that reflected each of the other jewels. So the model is you could look at this is a Buddhist model from two thousand years ago. It sounds like a hologram. That sounds sounds exactly like a hologram. That you could look in any jewel at the intersection of the net and see any other jewel in the net covering the whole universe. And that's a description of the experience of a psychic person. So for 2,000 years, principally Buddhists have been describing the kind of things that you can see if you quiet your mind. And the model that's preferred is not seeing into the distance, but the model that for consciousness there is no separation. Yeah, this this gets into some uh, some very uh, philosophical, metaphysical areas that that fits the data. Yeah. The, well, the data oh. suggests something that's that's uh, that's supported by quantum physics, and I you know I've always wondered why mainstream science has such a hard time reconciling this. Why why skeptics say there is no proof at all of psychic abilities uh, that that's balderdash and this sort of thing. And reading your book. There's example after example after example of cases where this has been proven to be real, and rep- you can replicate it. We have to be replicated right now. We're talking to Dr. Russell Targ with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. I lost 18 pounds in just four days. Want to know how? 
Hi, I'm James Zetta. If you're like me, you've already tried and failed at many diet and weight loss plans. But if you still need and want to lose weight, if you're searching for a simple, safe, healthy approach to lose weight that is extremely easy to follow, listen to this. The 18 and 4 weight loss plan requires no exercising, no diet pills or additives, no laxatives, no meal replacements, and no diet drinks. The 18 and 4 program can help you lose 10, 20, 30 pounds or more, and it fits both men and women of all ages. The 18 and 4 program is crystal clear with a day-to-day, step-by-step, and meal-to-meal guide. And the best part? If you're not satisfied with your results, I will give you my 30-day full money-back guarantee. This program has helped thousands lose 18 pounds in four days, and it can do the same for you. Go to 18and4.com. That's the number 18, I-N, the number 4.com. 18and4.com. Easy to download, easy to start losing weight today with 18and4.com. Gardeners, here comes another growing season, but don't use last year's soil. Maximize yields in your survival garden with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 is an organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant that provides a broad spectrum of beneficial microorganisms, enzymes, trace minerals, vitamins, and various organic acids. EM1 helps regulate the soil's pH level and its soil microbes, improving moisture retention and drought tolerance. Remember last year's dry conditions? EM1 from Terraganics is safe, chemical-free, and certified for use on all organic farms. It improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, and gives up to 20% more nutrient value in fruits and vegetables and greatly increases shelf life. And EM1 is so simple to use, just mix with water and apply. This year, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're replicating ourselves at a record pace here. We have Dr. Russell Targ joining Gene and Chris in the Paracast. Really glad to have him aboard. So many thousands of questions, and Chris was entering into the philosophical aspects. Well, I, I'm just wondering why why it's such a tough sell uh, to mainstream academia and mainstream science, or at least it has been up until this point. I think your book is is the ultimate tool for someone to show a skeptic that their skeptical uh, view is is not correct, that uh, these abilities are real, and you can prove it. You know, my idea in writing this book is that it's something you could give to a skeptic and say, here's the data, the evidence for psychic ability, especially as we did it at Stanford, our evidence is 10 times greater than the evidence that aspirin prevents heart attacks. That is, <laughs> I NIH, love that analogy. <laughs> NIH stopped the experiment to see whether you should give men aspirin to prevent heart attacks. They stopped it because the proof was so overwhelming that aspirin is good for you, it would be unethical to withhold the medicine. Our data is 10 times stronger than the NIH data. Wow. And if you read the book, uh, listeners, you you will see that uh, this is how science is done. I mean, the replication of some of these experiments is is jaw-dropping, and we're talking about odds of, of billions, billions to one. Uh, I think in, in one example, you said it's like throwing, uh, for one particular experiment, it's like having a handful of 70 pennies, throwing, in, throwing them up in the air 
And what are the odds that they all land heads? <laughs> that's that's the kind of statistical data that you've been you've been. Now that's uh, the data from the Princeton experiment. As Robert John, who's dean of engineering at Princeton, did more than four hundred remote viewing experiments and found that they work remarkably well. And he's the one who showed that it's no harder to look hours, days, or weeks into the future than it is to describe where the person is hiding on campus. That showed that time going into the future makes absolutely no difference in the accuracy or reliability. Whether or not you believe that kind of thing, that's what the data shows very strongly. Well, how how come someone like a Sylvia Brown and some of these... uh newspaper uh, astrologists uh, are, are wrong so many times they maybe they should take one of uh, one, one of your classes and get a little better uh, handle on their talents or lack of talent well the street corner psychic has a harder time than we have because they're trying to name things they're right. trying to say exactly when you're going to find your boyfriend what he looks like there, there are a number of things the, in general the the Sylvia Brown kind of person knows too much about the situation to start with. So it invites them to in, engage in guessing and trying to name things. In a way, uh, you you said, why don't people accept psychic ability? It's like Gresham's law in finance that is counterfeit money drives out good money. Once counterfeit money begins to appear, everybody gets rid of their cash and goes into gold. Right. And in psychic research is the Sylvia Browns and the fortune-telling columns in the newspaper uh, that discredits us. Is Madam Catherine on the corner who will read your palm, who makes ridiculous to work across the street at Stanford. We had that. That is Madam Catherine, the palm reader, was right across El Camino Real from Stanford Research Institute, where we had an EFP program. Madam Catherine was a bigger problem for us than all the skeptics. Yeah, it only takes one bad apple to spoil the bunch, as they say. Well, how about data is is very strong now, and people are replicating our work all over the world. You you mentioned uh, a very interesting experiment that you did when you started started uh, a a company where you actually looked at these uh, silver's futures market and and prognosticated. uh, the rise and fall of silver prices, and actually, I, I think the figure was you made one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for the company. Is that correct? Why don't you yeah, give us a little was, background on that? Yeah, that, that was a lot of money in nineteen eighty two when we did. Well, that. I'll say we were forecasting whether silver futures would go up or down, and we made a forecast every week as to whether that would happen toward the end of the year. And we decided we would forecast December silver nine times in a row. We've decided from our experience, that nine nine trials of anything is about the most you want to do before your viewer gets bored and the experimenters get bored. Right. Now, you, it would be nice if you could just look up psychically and read the number on the big board at the Commodity Exchange a week in the future. Hey, Joe, here we are now on Monday. Can you tell me what silver is going to trade for on Friday? That would be nice, but Joe can't do that. Uh, what Joe can do is I can say, I'm going to put something in your hand on Friday of an interesting object. I don't know what it is, but our broker will give you an interesting object on Friday. Can you describe that object? And he can do that very, very well. 
And what the broker would have on his desk down on Montgomery Street is he would have four objects associated with four possible market conditions. The market could go up a little, up a lot, down a little, or down a lot, the four states. And he might have four different objects associated each week with those market conditions. So I'll sit with Joe and say, here we are Monday morning. On Friday afternoon, I'm going to put something in your hand. Can you describe what I'm going to put in your hand? And he'll say, well, I see something that's round and it's kind of floppy. It's got a funny smell. Actually, this thing is kind of disgusting. I got this round, floppy, weird object. And from my point of view, that's an excellent description because it's all about his feeling and his experience of the object. He doesn't try and name it. He just tells me what he's experiencing. So I'll call up John, the broker, and say, okay, I have a pretty good description. What are your objects? He said, if the market goes up a lot this week, I'll show you a champagne bottle. If it goes up a little, I'll show you a Dixie cup. If it goes down a little, I'll show you a book. If it goes down a lot, I'll show you my leftover pancake from breakfast. (laughs) And I would say to him, it looks like we have a very good description of your leftover pancake. And based on that, we would put $30,000 into the market selling silver short. No fundamentals, no prediction. If Joe saw the pancake, we would sell silver. And that's what we did nine weeks in a row correctly. Wow. Uh, Sean David Morton probably uh, should have taken your class instead of losing $6 million uh, on his uh, psychic <laughs> predictions. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that he did not get out of the market because many psychics did get out of the A lot of people got out of the market. Yeah, but his psychic abilities do not exist. So let's leave it at that. I think one of the things I'm asking here is that it doesn't look like it's a direct piece of information. You have to kind of say, well look at the consequences of the event as opposed to the event itself to get a picture of what's going on. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have Dr. Russell Targ joining us. The book is called The Reality of ESP, A Physicist Proof of Psychic Abilities, of which I have none except for that World Trade Center event. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 
Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. We've lived in this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV jewelry and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? The police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to EasyArmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs, and I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit EasyArmor.net. That's the letters E-Z-A-R-M-O-R.net. Or call 888-58-ARMOR. That's 888-582-7667. EasyArmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy. To have a fighting chance against cold and flu bugs, get the world's best garlic extract, Allison Plus C. Fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi with Allison Plus C. Scientifically proven in double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Allison Plus C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized Allison, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Allison Plus C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Allison Plus C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Allison Plus C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract. Allison Plus C. To order, call 855-ALLISON. That's 855-255-4246. Or go to allisonplus.com. Spelled A-L-L-I-C-I-N plus.com. Get Allison Plus C from Affinity Health Products. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, a little bit later, we'll be asking your questions. There are many. We have Dr. Russell Targ joining us. We're talking about psychic abilities, and you got the sense of my question here, Dr. Targ, that when you describe the results, it's not like, tell me whether silver is going to go up and down. It's like talking of the consequences of any event. Well, with silver, that's a numerical thing, and we know that you can't read numbers or letters off the board. You can describe specific things. Like the thing that's most easy to do is uh, I'm sitting in a lab with a psychic, and I say, can you describe what it looks like 
where we're going to take you two hours, even though that place is not yet chosen. And she, she will say, I see something like a manicured garden. I see little trees and pathways going through these well-manicured trees. That's at 10 o'clock. The guy with the computer is still parked in the parking lot in the basement of SRI. He hasn't moved yet. He's going to wait till 11 o'clock. Then he'll hit his random number generator, which will send him to one of 60 possible places. He will look at that for a half hour, and then at noon, we will all go to his place. So that uh, when my viewer is describing the manicured garden, that manicured garden has not yet been chosen. But then at noon, I feel like I'm caught in the matrix because I'm playing her tape recording talking about the manicured garden, and there we are behind Stanford Hospital walking through a manicured garden, and Hella is saying, I see trees that are trimmed very beautifully, and there are paths walking among them, and we're walking in the path. So if you ask the right kind of question, then your psychic can give you a very detailed, appropriate answer. It doesn't have to be a, meta it doesn't have to be a metaphysical or a conditional answer, if you ask a good question, uh, then the viewer, for example, one of the questions we had is, a Russian bomber has crashed somewhere in North Africa. Uh, there are code books on it, maybe an atomic bomb. We would like it before to find it before the Russians. Where is it? And Joe McMonagall was able to sit down with a map of North Africa, quiet his mind, visualize the river, follow the river and said, well, there are mountains to the east and the village to the west, and I see the plain between the village and the river. You put a circle on the map. CIA, Inter I guess the Interpol dispatched a ground crew, and they found the airplane before the Russians. That's that, amazing. That's how, that's how we paid the rent for a decade. <laughs> Speaking of paying the rent here, is it possible to do the following? I'm going to Las Vegas tomorrow. I'm going to the Sands. I'm going to go to the gambling tables. I'm going to play blackjack. Can I see what's going to happen? So that way, yes, the $10,000 I have to invest I can in tell gambling. You how to do that. Sure. That's my favorite. happens to be my favorite game at Las Vegas, and I can tell you how to win. And they might throw you out after a while because they won't like what you're doing, but you can move to another table. Well, I look at it this way. If I leave with a couple hundred thousand dollars for my day's work, I don't think I'd mind being thrown out. Well, the, the way this works, assuming you're a moderately skillful blackjack player, if you're a moderately skillful blackjack player, then you will slowly lose all your money. But you can play for quite a while because it's almost a fair game. Now, as the t kind of table you're looking for is, is a table that will let you pay, play anything between $10 and $100. And there are many tables like that that you can vary your bet. So you're, you're sitting there, they're about to deal your cards, and the first thing you have to do is put down some chips. In those cases where you feel optimistic, you just have a good feeling, I'm going to be a happy experience, you bet a lot of money. If you don't have that happy experience, you bet a small amount of money and then you play your ordinary hand. And what you find is that in the times when you get blackjack, you know that you're going to have a happy feeling uh, a minute in the future. And what you can do is modulate the amount of money you bet 
in accordance with how you're going to feel at a later time. And this strategy has no downside at all. And that's because, let's say you had no ESP whatsoever, then you would be randomly modulating your bet. Some days you'd bet $10. Some moments you would bet $10. Other moments you'd bet $100. If you have no ESP, that would just be a random factor. On the other hand, if you won on the times when you bet $100 and you lost on the times when you bet $10, then you'll make a lot of money quickly. Now, the dealer is going to get suspicious and say, what, what are you doing there? What, why are you changing your bet? And you just have to tell them, well, sometimes I feel like I'm going to win, sometimes I'm going to feel like I'm going to lose, and that's what I'm doing. And what happens is that this works quite well, and other people will begin to cover you. There's people around you will say, yeah, I think you're going to win, and we'll cover your bet. With this strategy, you're going to draw a crowd. And you can. it works very well in blackjack. Uh, I've used this in, in craps as well. Just stand by uh, the come line. And when I feel a person is going to win, I'll just drop all my chips on the win line. And frequently, more frequently than not, they'll actually win on that moment. So I can see you're rolling in dollars now that you're almost as rich as Bill Gates, right? That's right. <laughs> Seriously speaking here, okay, if this can but be demonstrated... Take, take this as a homework assignment. If you're going to Las Vegas, then actually try this. You can report back on this precognitive gambling. You simply bet more on the hands where you think you're going to win. Isn't that a simple strategy? Yeah. When do you go into Vegas next, Russell? I'd love to tag along. Well, not for a while. <laughs> well, let's let's change gears a little bit. I've got some interest, a bunch of interesting questions from the listeners uh, at, at forum.theparacast.com. And there's an interesting question from Jeff Davis, who's one of our more recent additions to our forum family. And he said, Dr. Targ, a case in point, uh, uh, April 27th, 1973, Ingo Swan remote views the planet Jupiter. Ten years later, via hard and verified scientific evidence garnered by mechanical space probes, we find out that not only was Mr. Swan there, but the accuracy of his measurements in geological remote, remote reporting were spot on and hypothetically surpass the accessible details made available via the space probes themselves. That's Do you want to uh, give true. us a, Yeah, uh, why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about that and and uh and then also uh some of the other uh off-planet uh remote viewing uh attempts that were made by by Ingo and others. Well, that's one of the examples that we started out asking Ingo to describe the object in the box, the object in the next room, and he said that the trivialization of my ability I could focus my attention anywhere in the universe. Why would it, if I want to look in the next room, I'll open the door. And in this case, NASA had just started supporting our work, and they proposed, uh, we're, we're sending the Pioneer spacecraft to Jupiter. Can you describe what we'll find? And Ingo sat down with help put off, and in the course of his meditation, he said, as I'm coming into our Jupiter, I see a ring of ice crystals shining in the sun. It's very beautiful. It's about 50,000 miles out from the surface of the planet. I see this big ring of crystals. Now, it's much thinner than the crystal, than the dust around Saturn, but it's uh, several rings of crystals shining beautifully in the sun, 
and he drew all that. I and I in my new book in the Reality VSP, I show his drawings and, and the complete narrative. So he was able to move millions of miles. Yeah, I don't know how far Jupiter is. Jupiter might be a billion miles away. Uh, and he would and he described that in, from a physicist's point of view, he described it in real time on Jupiter. That is to say, uh it would Jupiter is uh like forty forty light minutes away. He wasn't describing what it looks like in forty minutes. He was looking at what it looks like right now. And right now we have to do this break. We have Dr. Russell Targ joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Order today at 888-910-4367 or visit HempUSA.org. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Weakened by GMOs, stressed out about money, and blasted by the electric environment. Hi, I'm Pastor Jenny, and that was the state I was in back in 2010. Then I learned about RNA drops. I learned that 97% of my DNA that scientists have called junk is actually packed with millions of gene switches that play a critical role in controlling how my cells, organs, and other tissues behave. I learned I don't have to put up with disease decay or decline like I'd been conditioned to believe. I began taking RNA Drops, a 100% natural formula designed to turn on those switches and provide me with amazing health and joy. Learn more about RNA Drops and order a free sample today. Visit rnafreesample.com. That's rnafreesample.com. Or call toll-free 888-577-3703. Pay only shipping and handling for a free 30-day supply of RNA drops. Get the information you need and the health you want at rnafreesample.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. On the Paracast with Dr. Russell Targ, author of The Reality of ESP. You're on with Gene and Chris. And we've been starting to pepper Dr. Targ with questions from our listeners. You want to follow up further on the question, Dr. Targ, before we go to the next one? Well, the viewing of the ring around Jupiter was very exciting because no one knew about that, and it took several years for us to get feedback. And uh, Price made a drawing, and in in my book, in the reality of the I show up Price's drawings together with the NASA photograph, and Swan had the dimensions right, had the whole story correct before anybody in the universe knew about that, except for the people living on Jupiter, because it's not observable from Earth. Yeah, we didn't know that Jupiter had rings until uh, the 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 space probe got there, Pioneer got That's there, right. and then. Some of those dramatic pictures, I remember, uh, a lot of scientists were surprised that uh, Jupiter had a ring, and and Ingo figured it out uh, a number of years before. Yeah, Ingo, Ingo Swan's psychic ability got there first. Now, I, I do recall reading somewhere that he also found structures or remote-viewed structures on the backside of the moon or the uh, and, and other things. Uh, do you want to describe some of the more... Uh, controversial things that he's uh, he's supposedly picked up on out there in the, in space. Well, Ingo wrote a book called Penetrations, where a very exciting book where he was working with the CIA and saw a UFO take off and followed it and described many structures on the other side of the moon where there's a large UFO camp built. Uh, of course, none of that has been verified. So I, as a scientist, I can say, well, it was a gripping story, his penetration story, but it's adopted verified. Nobody's ever said that's correct. And Ingo is also a skillful science fiction writer. So I have no opinion on whether or not there are structures on Mars. We're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> it's and, pretty and intriguing. Yeah, Ingo uh, always equivocates on the truth of that. 
Yeah, and it's it's really sad that we lost him recently. I know you were very close with Ingo, and you knew him for many, many years. Oh, yeah. We were friends uh, for 40 years. Ingo started the program in 1972. He taught Hal and me how to do remote viewing. 72, so it's 40 years ago we've been doing remote viewing. Yeah. Well, uh, Burnt State, who is uh, one of our more active posters at forum.theparacast.com, also has a, a question that's kind of a follow-up to the previous one. It says, Ingo Swan claimed to have remote-viewed alien structures on the moon and alien creatures with psi faculties while working for an unknown government agency. Uh, his book, which you've described about these events, claimed that there were not only aliens in disguise on this planet, but that secret agencies were well aware of these and were using psi powers as part of their own investigation into these off-worlders. Do you place any personal stock in these claims? And if so, why have we not heard more about remote viewing in the past decade or any other substantiating claims to confirm either aliens in our midst or that remote viewing has the ability to produce reliable results in this regard? Well, that's a many-part question. First of all, I don't believe that government agencies have any psychic powers to do anything at all. That is, our, our program ended in 1995, and it was run by a group of courageous and highly intelligent people. And as I look at our government right now, I don't see a lot of courage or intelligence. So I think that people don't have the moral strength to pursue something as controversial as psychic abilities. Uh, with regard to aliens running around, uh, there's certainly a lot of valid research in UFOs that make it look as though something like uh, UFOs are, are around inter interacting with researchers and, and people on the ground. Uh, but I think the evidence is very strong that there is something like UFOs. And uh, I, I don't know what it is. And I would not take penetration, I would not take Ingo's book as, as a particular guide for what to do next, because I don't know if he's pulling your leg or whether that's really something he saw. Yeah, fair enough. Another uh, interesting uh, group of questions uh, is uh, in regard to Yuri Geller. And he was one of the uh, people that early on at SRI uh, you studied. And um, I have a number of questions here. Uh, do you think that Yuri Geller still possesses the abilities he demonstrated under controlled conditions in your tests? And are these abilities reliable at all, or do you think they deteriorate over time? That's one question. And the other question, of course, is a question a lot of people have, and, and that is, that was he cheating on these? Was there really no way that he could have cheated? And were you suspicious of him at the time? Well, a lot of parts of that question, uh, I don't know. I have no reason to believe that people lose their psychic abilities. Joe McMonagall started remote viewing with us at the end of the 1970s in the Army program, and he still seems to be doing excellently. He's a career helping people find minerals and traveling to Japan to find lost children and doing television programs. So Joe has been a highly successful remote viewer for 30 years. Yeah. When I would think if anything, there, you'd get better at it. You'd become more skillful. Exactly. Our friend Hella Hammond, who is a photographer, worked with us for a decade, and she certainly improved her abilities over that decade. There's more signal, less noise. Now, yeah. with regard to Uri, it's a complicated situation, as you can imagine. 
he came to our lab supposedly to bend metal. That did not happen at our lab. He said, I can also read people's minds. And the experiment we did quite a number of times and published in Nature magazine involved me and an artist in a shielded room, Geller outside with another researcher. The artist would choose a picture from a dictionary and draw it, and then Geller outside in the room would make a copy of the picture that the artist had drawn. And he did that excellently. There's no doubt that he could do, and we saw him do that informally and in formal experiments. Uh, so I think that Geller demonstrated, if part of the question is, were we skeptical? We were very cautious. I have a background in magic, as I mentioned at the top of the hours. So I'm very cautious about not being misdirected or tricked. So I'm very confident that Geller does manifest psychic abilities and doesn't just watch the top of your pen or substitute other pictures. So he is... So you think there's, there's, there's true ability there. How about yeah, the, the... Geller is not the most psychic person we ever drew, ever worked with, but is very, very competent. If we say he's doing remote viewing, then he's very competent remote viewing, remote viewer up with the best. Now, How about the, the not, famous the famous experiment uh, where he uh, allegedly stopped the atomic clock? That's the one that really blows my mind. Yeah, I, I I'm not I wasn't involved with that, but I can tell you that he did not bend anything in our experience, and I sort of denigrated his ability for ten years afterwards and said, "Yeah, Geller claims to bend stuff, but if you really keep your eye on him, then he's not able to do it." And then about 10 years later, my partner that I was working with was, we were at a spoon bending party, which is something that occurs in California. A metallurgist from um, Martin Marietta, Jack Houck, has spoon bending parties where he gets people all charged up and they can bend silverware. And my friend was a healer, and she was quite bored with all this, had seen it before was just sort of meditating with a teaspoon in her hand, in her fist. And as we were cleaning up after nothing had happened, she screamed, big attention to getting device for a young woman. And what had happened is this teaspoon had rolled up in her hand. The bowl of the teaspoon had rolled up like a little seashell. And by the time we got home, it had rolled up another 90 degrees, so it was now a tight spiral like a snail shell, and I had grabbed a similar spoon, and I have very strong hands. So I was able to bend the bowl of the spoon, but I bro- but it broke. So if you bend this thing by brute force, there's a cheap stainless steel spoon, it can be bent, but it's very hard to do, but it doesn't bend gracefully as she had done it. So the next time we went to a spoon bending party, I chose for myself a foot-long, three-eighths-inch aluminum rod, which you cannot bend by being strong. And I just meditated, holding that in, by the ends of the rod, sitting with my eyes shut as everybody yelled, bend, spoon, bend, and the thing bent by about 30 degrees. My experience was that it just got soft like a screen door spring. We'll cover it more in the next segment. We have Dr. Russell Targ, author of The Reality of ESP, joining Gene and Chris and doing some spoon bending, I guess. And I do wonder if some of our listeners, or even now, 
preparing to get their spoons out, getting ready to bend them or have them bent. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. You've come to expect winter specials from Herbal Healer Academy, and we're not going to let you down. Battle through cold and flu season with powerful, natural, and safe flu fighters. Antivirals like olive leaf extract capsules and elderberry power. Vitamin D3, 180 caps, only $9. Beta-glucans and an incredible immune system booster. Our own four-herb tea capsules and Respa 8, all specially priced during the winter sale at HerbalHealer.com. Also, exclusive homeopathic detoxes for lungs, kidneys, liver, whole body, and lymph are on sale. Herbal Healer Academy offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Log on and save big now when you hit the winter specials at HerbalHealer.com. Healing the world with nature, one person at a time since 1988. Celebrating 25 years in service to the natural health care industry. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. After you finish this, Dr. Targ, I'll tell you my lone encounter with someone who did spoon bending, not expecting it to happen. Anything further on that before we go on? And Dean Radin, who's another researcher at the Institute for Noetic Sciences, has a bowl of a spoon bend in his hand. Now, people who see the handle of a spoon bend is not so exciting for me, because in principle, if you get suitably excited the average person can indeed bend the handle of a spoon. But rolling up the bowl of a spoon is essentially impossible. I worked in lasers and optics and factory floors, and I wouldn't even know how to heat up a spoon, wrap it around a mandrel, put it in a hydrogen atmosphere so it doesn't oxidize. It would be an incredible project to try and roll up a bowl of a spoon. It's essentially impossible. But I've now seen that a couple of times. That changed my impression about what Geller is doing. Now, the only story I can give you about Geller is this one. I was dating a woman named Sally back in the 1970s for a brief period of time. 
And when she heard I was interested in the paranormal, she told me about this particular event. She saw Geller on TV bend a spoon. She had a spoon in her hand for whatever reason, and that spoon bent also. So there you go. Make of that what you will. Well, Geller gave her permission. Okay. Since I'm now convinced that people can bend spoons, rarely, but it can happen. And I have three instances. Me, my friend Jane, and Dean Radin, all of whom I trust implicitly, have bent objects that could not have been. See, if you, if you have a rolled-up spoon, that's something you would call inherently a paranormal object because there's no way to make that object. You've got an object that could not exist in nature. So that, that got my attention. So I think that the Geller on television gave your girlfriend permission to make use of her ability. Well, th- there's also the famous case when uh, Geller did, I think, one of his first uh, real large radio broadcasts, and I think it was in England, that over a thousand people had, you know, long dead clocks come back to life and start working. Spoons were bending spontaneously all over England, even across the English Channel in France, if I if I remember correctly. So yeah, he's a celebrity in England right now. Geller is sort of a professional celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> he has a beautiful house on the Thames, and people the favorite interview person. Yeah, he's he's quite a character. Uh, I've 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 got uh, several books about him, and he's and he's, a nice he's a real man. enigma. He's, he's a nice man. He's kind. Uh, he's nice to children. I had little children at that time, thirty years or forty years ago, and he's very nice, patient, friendly with my kids. We even had one crippled boy who had some kind of bone disease, and Geller spent a lot of time kneeling down with his little kid by his wheelchair helping him bend a spoon where he could hardly lift his hand. So he's a very, very, very touching, kind-hearted man. Yeah. I've heard skeptics say uh, on a number of occasions that no police department has ever successfully been aided in a case by a psychic. And uh, you bring up uh, a very interesting case uh, in, in regards to the kidnapping of Patty Hearst. Why don't you uh, kind of give us a quick uh, sketch on how that particular remote viewing session turned out and with amazing results, I might add. Yeah, we were involved in that. One day after Patty Hearst was kidnapped back in 1974, uh, the police were so distressed and, inco- and unable to do anything. I won't say incompetent. They just didn't have any clues. Uh, they called us at SRI because they knew that we had a ESP program. And they said, can you help? And Price said, oh yeah, I've been doing that all my life. So Hal and the policeman, Pat Price, and I drove to Berkeley and went to the police station. And the police said, we have a lot of questions we want to ask you. And Price said, let me tell you how we do this. Just give me your mug book, which is a big loose-leaf binder with pictures of all the usual suspects. They laid that down on a big oak table and stood over it and turned the pages of this loose-leaf binder that had four pictures to a page and turned them and turned them. And about... 50 pictures into the book and put his finger on the face of one guy, and that was Donald DeVries, which we now know was the ringleader. And he said, that guy is the ringleader. And the police said, well, that's very interesting. We know who DeVries is. He escaped from a minimum security prison in Folsom Prison. He was out on a prison farm, and he just walked away. But we haven't heard from him for the past year. Can you tell us something useful? 
we'll let you know if we ever hear from DeVries, which they did in a week. DeVries came and asked for, described the SLA, who is the terrorist group who did the kidnapping, and they asked for money for the poor people of Oakland. So DeVries identified himself, so that was a hit the following week. But they said, well, can you tell us something useful, like where's the kidnap car? And Price said, oh, that's uh, north of here. It's about 50 miles north. It's by a diner, the white station wagon, and the diner is across the freeway from two tall gas storage tanks and there's a pedestrian overpass crossing the freeway. And one of the detectives said, well, I know where that is. That's on my way to Vallejo, where I live. They dispatched a police car, went to the diner, and found this white station wagon. And they knew it was the right car because it had cartridges rolling around on the floorboards of the car. And those cartridges matched the cartridges that we saw under Patricia Hearst's bed in the dorm room where she was living. So we knew on, on the spot that Price had successfully described and located the car so they could go directly and pick up the car and search it for prints and other information. So that's as close to magic as I've ever seen, because he was able to just close his eyes, pinpoint a car 50 miles away and tell you where it is. So for all the skeptics out there that, uh, and I've seen this at uh, forum.theparacast.com, it's been stated that no one has ever, no one psychically has ever aided in a kidnap uh, or missing persons case. And, and there's a classic example of, of that being refuted. Now, in your book, you also go into the whole um, idea we, of psychic ability. We got a little commendation from the Berkeley Police Department for that caper. They, they wrote there you go. SRI, they wrote SRI thanking us for our help. Well, how about the subject of healing? Now, you do address in your book that, that there is a... A, uh, a a psychic component to the healing process, and that it can be aided by someone with intent. Do, how, how is that possible? Well, the evidence for healing is really quite good. There are many books published on the efficacy of healing. My daughter Elizabeth, who's a psychiatrist, did a now famous experiment where she had twenty experienced healers across the country. Uh, send their healing intentions to 30 of her AIDS patients. She's a psychiatrist in San Francisco and had 60 men who were suffering from AIDS. She divided them in a very careful uh, equal partition state, so the same degree of sickness, same age, so forth. And 30 of those would be controls, and 30 would have people sending them energy, praying for them, sending them good wishes, whatever. And the people who were in the prayed-for group had much better outcomes than the controls. They had fewer opportunistic illnesses, fewer trips to the hospital, uh, much better psychological response, uh, fewer days in the hospital. So the group that received the prayers were highly significantly better off than the controls, and she published this in the Western Medical Journal, and it's been the subject of other NIH validations. And there are two other big healing experiments that were done on the East Coast, both for uh, cardiac patients, where the where two physicians, William Harris and Randolph Bird, 
both were cardiac physicians, had people pray for their cardiac patients. And in both instances, the people prayed for have much better outcomes than the controls. We have a lot more to cover. Dr. Russell Targ joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to Mr. UFO at webtv.net. That's Mr. UFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. Hey there, my name is Frank Bates. Do you know the number one most valuable item in a crisis? Some people think the answer is gold. Others think it's a gun. But the correct answer will shock you. I just created a free video at Crisis123.com that reveals a surprising item that is more valuable than gold in a crisis. 97% of Americans don't have this one critical item. In fact, they haven't even given it a thought. And the sad truth is that you may not survive without it when a real crisis hits and a starving mob is right outside your door. What I have to tell you could literally make the difference between life and death for you and your family. Watch my video at Crisis123.com to discover the number one most valuable item in a crisis. You'll be shocked. See the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. Go watch my video now at Crisis123.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's Crisis123.com. Do you suffer from low-functioning adrenal or thyroid gland? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings comes off your teeth both as a vapor and as metal particles into your body? Wherever mercury deposits in your body, it stops cells from functioning normally. Animal studies show that mercury causes kidney function to drop by 60%. 
Mercury deposited into your adrenals or thyroid will cause a corresponding drop in function. The number one method by which your body detoxifies itself of mercury is glutathione. The number one superfood that helps turn on all 75 trillion cells of your body to produce glutathione is non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows. After investigating most high-end whey proteins on the market, only one is the most non-denatured, the most active, the most complete, and in our opinion, the most powerful in what nature originally put into the fresh raw whey. It is One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So in our last segment with Dr. Russell Targ, who is author of a fascinating new book called The Reality of ESP, we talked about, shall we say, being able to influence a positive outcome for someone who is sick what about the reverse if people wish ill on someone or something can that cause negative results well i'd I'd like to say a word about the positive aspect first that it it's not as though the person is sending healing energy if you're a reiki healer who's standing over you when you're sick the Reiki healer feels that she's sending energy to you from her hands. And there may be something to that because you certainly feel warmth. On the other hand, if you ask a Reiki healer, well, thank you for the help you've given me. Can you do anything for my brother in Chicago? And she'll say, oh, distance doesn't matter. I can send him energy. Now, the fact that the Reiki healer thinks that this works just as well, thousands of miles away, as it does in the near field, indicates that this is probably not sending energy. It's more like you're sending healing intentions or sending information to enable the person's own immune system to heal them. Because anything that's independent of distance is non-local. And as you know, the further away you get from a source, the energy falls off of the square of that distance. So if you're a thousand feet away, the strength of your healing intention is a million times weaker than if you're one foot away. So it's not so likely that you're sending energy. Uh, what it's like is that you're you're sending your healing intentions. It's as though you're sending a psychic get well card rather than sending the key to put in a lock. And the evidence for distant healing is really quite good. Now, with regard to harming people at a distance, well, uh, anything that exists can be used for good or for harm. For example, if I invent a way to purify water, you can use that water to drink or you can use it to drown somebody or waterboard them. So it would be surprising if healing was the only thing that could be used only for good. In, in Brazil, for example, the black magicians, the Umbandas, who frequently will be hired to do something bad to your enemy. And there's a lot of literature, a lot of experiments. I was at a psychotronics conference in Brazil where nobody doubted 
that the black magicians could harm another person. The session we had is what can they actually do and what's the best evidence. So, for example, if you're a powerful telepathic person, uh, you can certainly confuse the distant person. And the evidence is very strong for what they call distant mental influence, where the thoughts of one person can affect the physiology of another person, affect his heart rate, uh, his blood pressure, galvanic skin response. So that in controlled experiments, which are done copiously in America, under the general title, distant mental influence on living systems, you can affect the physiology of distant people and it's a highly repeatable experiment. I hope that's not bad news. <laughs> well, just imagine if you get a group of uh, black magicians together, what could uh, possibly be attained uh, with group groupthink. Um, are you familiar with Greg Braden's uh, experiment that uh, took place in Lebanon during the Lebanese conflict in the early 80s where a group of, uh, of people with intention meditated basically peace and within that time period where the meditations were going on round the clock all all hostilities ceased they thought it may have been just some sort of coincidence or synchronicity and they repeated that experiment a number of times are you familiar with that uh, what is the, the role if, if i know i know greg but i know greg Braden, but i didn't know he did experiments he normally is uh he often appears at conferences talking about other people's experiments well, he may not have been directly involved, but uh, I do recall him telling the story of this group of meditators who, who in their opinion, uh, were able to, to uh, in, inexplicably, in, in some sense, uh, stop yeah, that, all that may, hostilities. That may like, you know, the transcendental meditators often do experiments of that kind, go into an area where you have a large group of meditators, a thousand meditators, peacefully meditating I know that they've done experiments like that in Washington, D.C. Well, how about that? Can, can I've, you I've marshal no Everything I've to told you now is true. My own experience, I'm confident that it's true. Uh, there's a big literature put out by the TM organization, the Maharishi organization, attesting to their experiments where you have a group of meditators and in particular, I remember the experiment in Washington, D.C. that had a lot of violent crime. During the months when they would have people meditating, there was much less violent crime in the city. Now, there have been several experiments like that. And the experiments are out there. I don't know anything firsthand about it. I don't know if they've been criticized. But I indeed, the, the TM organization thinks that a group of meditators can indeed cut down the amount of unhappiness and crime by meditating peacefully. How about the whole concept of the collective unconscious? Uh, do you think that there's uh, some sort of tie-in with sort of a Jungarian sense of that uh, in in these uh, what appear to be abilities in everyone? Uh, how does that tie into some sort of uh, collective uh, unconscious scenario? Well, there certainly... A collective unconscious is a good description for what a lot of people see. For example, uh, if there, many, many people had uh, premonitions of the uh, destruction of the World Trade Center, there was, a, there was sort of in the air 
um, um, famous painter drew a painting of an airplane uh, crashing into the twin into the, one of the twin towers. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, people stayed off airplanes. That is, there are about five hundred people failed to fly on their airplanes on the day of the uh, plane crash. So world uh, events like that affect uh, big groups of people. There's the experiments being done in Princeton showing the collective unconscious where a whole group of random number generators are right, shown the to egg. Be. That's right. There, there was a major spike uh, just just prior to 9-11, if I remember correctly. That's right. So it makes it look as though there's some coherence in consciousness of people all, all over the world. If you want to contact us here at the Paracast, just write news at theparacast.com, news at theparacast.com. We have Dr. Russell Targ. His book is The Reality of ESP, A Physicist's Proof of Psychic Abilities. And we're trying to be psychic, not psycho on the show, Chris and I. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com the American people think they live in a constitutional republic. Land of the free, home of the brave. Right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use escapeharassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 9009. That's 877-457-9009. Or go to escapeharassment.com and see our money-back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works. We've lived in this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but... 
They were long gone with our TV jewelry and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? The police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to easyarmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs, and I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit easyarmor.net. That's the letters E Z A R M O R.net. Or call 888 58 Armor. That's 888 582 7667. Easyarmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I think what it is here, folks, is that people think I'm psycho. Anyway, Dr. Targ was answering a question from Chris, and then we still have some more questions in the till from the question bank at forum.theparacast.com. That's right, Chris? Yeah, correct. We've got a ton of them. You've answered a lot of the questions that uh, have been posted by our listeners. That uh, they, Your appearance on the show uh, is probably setting a record here for the number of questions. Uh, this is real exciting for a lot of our listeners to have you on, on, on the show. We Again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. This is something that's always bothered me about mainstream science and academia. It's like pulling elephant teeth or something to try to get these people to even look at the data. Now that your book has been published and, and going through it and almost uh, reading the whole thing, I just, I'm devouring the book. This to me is probably the finest tool that anyone could have to hand to one of their skeptical scientist friends and say, since you have been asking us to prove all this stuff or asking me to prove that all this stuff is real, uh, that psychokinesis, uh, you know, remote viewing and, and, and these types of ESP t- style subjects your book i think is the perfect thing to hand a scientist and say what do you think of this because you are publishing your data in here and you're you know you're a famous scientist so how do you think the impact is going to be in the scientific and academic community do you think they're just going to ignore this or do you think that this is really going to help us move the conversation to the next level i think it'll make a difference for example i was very happy to get a strong positive endorsement from Brian Joseph, the Nobel Prize winner in physics, who said that the data in this book is very convincing to people who are still dubious about psychic abilities. So if you have a physicist to give it to, you say, 
this book has been endorsed by Brian Josephson, at least a step in the right direction. My hope, of course, is it will make a difference. And the reason I say a physicist's proof of psychic abilities is because the evidence is so strong that it's statistically unreasonable to doubt the data. That is no longer uh, my opinion or a collection of papers. The data is just overwhelming from many, many sources that something like ESP exists. And when I say something like ESP, it's not an equivocation. It's just we don't know for a fact how ESP works. We know how to manifest it, and I can show you how to do it. And in recent years, we have a model for the non-local space-time, which actually Minkowski first discovered this. Minkowski was a Polish mathematician who taught Einstein how to describe the world in terms of space-time. Einstein had a very hard time modeling general relativity in the early part of the 20th century. And Minkowski said, if you'll just consider space and time a description of the manifold, we live in a world in which space and time can be traded for one another. Minkowski invented the idea of space-time. And by the way, if there was complex space-time, that instead of our familiar four dimensions, if you had each of those dimensions being a complex number, then it would be a non-local space-time. That is, there would be uh, no separation because there would always be a path through the complex space-time with that path, the x squared plus y squared would equal zero. So this is not new age. It's been talked about by mathematicians for a century. Minkowski, of course, wasn't thinking about psychic abilities. But even today, uh, Roger Penrose, the premier theoretical physicist in England, has just written a big book called Road to Reality, where he's talking about Minkowski's complex space-time as a possible mechanism for letting information come from the future into the present. So ESP has become less spooky as you get people with strong mathematical credentials describing a version of space-time that allows it to exist. So you could talk about distributed consciousness but that, and cosmic consciousness and so forth as a manifestation of that, but that cosmic consciousness doesn't have explanatory powers. If, you're, if your awareness is non-local, what you get is distributed consciousness. It's like, like we said before. It's like a, if you take a hologram and you break it, each of the pieces of the hologram have, have the original image in it. The smaller the piece, the more degraded the image, obviously. But the whole idea of non-locality, I think, for the average person is a little, little bit tough to grasp. Fortunately, we have quite an up-to-speed audience here uh, at the Paracast, and and these are, I, I think, pretty well-worn subjects for, for us. And, and I think you're going to get a lot of feedback on our forums. After the show, we have a, a thread that's going to be posted where people are going to be commenting on the show, and, and, uh, and you're invited if you have the time. I know you're very busy, but if you have the time, we'd love to get your feedback after you uh, the show's podcast. You've got to put on my website. I have, a we- I have a web where people can reach me. And my website is ESPResearch.com. Okay. And if you, I, I understand you're really busy, but if you'd like to come and, and, and participate in our forum, it would be great. Uh, obviously, people can ask questions at your website. What, what is your website, Russell? My website is ESPResearch.com, and you can communicate with me, and I'll generally answer questions that have an answer. So if you write to me at ESPResearch.com, 
there's a way of then communicating directly with me on my screen, and I'll be happy to answer your questions. And it doesn't have to be by ESP, then. That's right. <laughs> I also have quite a number of videos on my website where you can see people doing remote viewing swiftly on camera. Wow. Well, uh, I have a couple of questions here in our question bank that uh, that's in relation uh, to the closing down of, of uh, Project Stargate uh, in 1995. On Wikipedia, for instance, uh, they say that it was closed down because no useful information was being generated. Reading your book, it looks like a ton of useful information was generated, and the potential for more uh, was very obviously demonstrated. Do you think that the project was shut down? Uh, you mentioned Bob Gates uh, being involved in, in the, you know, the fall of the of the of the the Berlin Wall and the Iron Curtain and that sort of thing. Do you think that there is still secretly some sort of program uh, going in the intelligence communities? And 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 what do you what? How would you look at that now? Do you think they've developed these techniques uh, from where you left well, that's off? A, that's a two part question. Does uh, Gates did indeed say that we never provided any useful information, but that's obviously a lie because the CIA supported us for 23 years, tune of a couple of million dollars a year, to provide them with information. Now, it's very difficult to get follow-on work from the government to do anything. When I was putting lasers on airplanes and demonstrated that we could see air turbulence and wind shear, it was very hard to get one additional year to actually flight test this to show that we could save airplanes. It was just hard to get a million dollars to demonstrate our wind shear program. The fact that we had $2 million a year for more than 20 years from the same agency to do the same thing proves, I would say, uh, that we must have been doing something useful or they wouldn't take the heat they were getting from Congress and continue to give us money. Nobody will support a program for 20 years doing the same thing if it's not working. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a no-brainer. So, so how about now? Uh, have you been approached by the intelligence community about releasing uh, some of these uh, case, cases? And you mentioned that uh, 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 there was quite a declassification uh, effort that uh, was undertaken, which allowed you to release some of this information. But do you think that there are still uh, groups within the uh, intelligence community or, let's say, the, the military or, or other uh, branches of government that, that are uh, using these techniques and using these, these latent abilities that we all have uh, for intelligence purposes? Uh, are you aware of, of this prog- type of program continuing? We'll have a response from Dr. Targ in our next segment. But first, let me remind you that you can reach the Paracast on Twitter, where we're known as the Paracast. We also have two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook, and someday somebody will tell me how to make them into just one. Russell Targ is author of The Reality of ESP, A Physicist's Proof of Psychic Abilities. You're on with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. 
If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. What's better than Mountain House freeze-dried food? Buckets of Mountain House freeze-dried food. Now the freeze-dried guy introduces convenient, easy-to-store Mountain House survival buckets filled with our top-selling items. Each item is sealed in a Mylar-type pouch, and each pouch is neatly packed in clear buckets so you can easily see the contents inside. These Mountain House survival buckets come with well over a 25-year shelf life and are perfect for emergency preparedness, camping, backpacking, or at-home use. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on freeze-dried foods, and choose our 12-month, six-month, three-month, one-month, or seven-day Mountain House Survival Bucket with 32 generous servings starting at just $69.95. And all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran-owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. One in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $34.95, fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans. And it's perfect if you're traveling or away from home. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So the question asked by Chris O'Brien with Gene Steinberg on the Paracast of Dr. Russell Targ about ongoing research and such, what's your response? My response is that I think that there is not a ESP program in the government because it requires, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of intelligence and courage, and this current government has not distinguished itself by a lot of intelligence and courage. So my, my guess is that there is no ESP going on in the government, but there might be a secret program in the basement of the Pentagon that I don't know about. So you can never tell. I think that it's unlikely that there is an ongoing program. But I know that during the uh, hunt for uh, Osama bin Laden, individual program, individual people from the Army program had been contacted to help on a freelance basis. But I don't believe that there is an ongoing government program today. I've not heard about it. Well, it would seem to me that with with the just, I mean, spectacular uh, results that you were able to demonstrate, that this would be a viable tool for the intelligence services. Have have, for instance, the uh, the NSA, the National Security Administration. Uh, have you ever done any sort of task work uh, for them over the years? Uh, well, how we, how we have they responded? The NSA. We, we've me? never done a program for them, but we did scare them. We were talking to the NSA. We had contact with Bobby Inman, who was head of the NSA, and they didn't want to show us any of their code. So I had a very original idea. I said, why don't you send us a paragraph that you compose, paragraph pertaining to anything, seal it up, send it to us in a top-secret folder so that we would not have access to it, but it could then exist in the vault at SRI. And what I propose is we'll have Ingo Swan or Pat Price take a look at this sealed-up document that you send to us and tell you the content of the paragraph written in your very best cipher. And that so upset them, that was the end of all conversation. They 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 were stunned, stunned with the idea that we didn't even have to see the... That is, their idea is they have a cipher that people can pour over it and never figure out what the characters are. We felt that you can keep your stinking characters. We don't have to look at them. Just give us the document. And we'll tell you what it says. And 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 that blew them away so much that they they refused to do that and get involved. Well, that that happened together with Pat Price reading the code words off the front of their filing cabinet also upset them. Well, you would think that they they you know they would see uh, the forest for the trees there and 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 recognize the potential you know for gathering intelligence. I mean that to me 
Well, maybe they're afraid of, of you putting them out of a job or something. They don't want I, it to be true. It would, <laughs> it would be such a disaster that, that they don't even, they're going to wait for it to surface. Oh, gee. Well, that's penny wise, pound foolish as far as I'm concerned, boy. The amount of money we spend throwing these uh, these satellites up there and and uh, with Echelon and, you know, this new uh, data mining and data gathering facility they're building in Utah, billions of dollars. Boy, it sure sounds like this is a, a really inexpensive way to possibly really gain some real quality intelligence. I'm surprised that, that they wouldn't jump all over that. Yeah, we never had any dough from them. Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. Bobby Inman's it. a pretty open-minded guy. I mean, you know, I'm sure some of our listeners are aware that Inman has expressed in the past interest in the UFO subject, for instance. I, I would be surprised, you know, back then uh, that he he wouldn't have been more open-minded about it. I think it scares them. They don't want to, they don't want to be tarred with the sticky ESP brush. That well, that's are, why I'm a sure. book a book like you've written. Uh, you know the reality of ESP. Uh, I think that this this goes a long way of making this uh, more of a mainstream uh, subject and, and allowing people permission to get involved because science has demonstrated beyond a shadow of a doubt, based on what I'm reading in your book, that these abilities uh, not only exist but but we all have them. I mean, I hope that that's true. My my first book with Hal put up called Mind Reach uh, was really kindling to get the program started that is some of the army people high up in army intelligence command saw our first book which was before the cia support and that stimulated the government to support us 1976 that gave rise to the army program well uh can you recommend uh now i'm I'm sure you're going to light a candle under a lot of our our listeners out there who will want to explore their own abilities here, where would you recommend they go to find out where they can get trained? Uh, do you recommend any particular training programs or remote viewers? I, you mentioned Joe McMonagall, of course. Uh, Lynn Buchanan is another one I know that uh, that has Paul trained. Paul Smith some in Austin, Texas. Pardon? Paul Smith is Paul Smith in Austin, Texas. Okay, is a good guy. I recommend that anybody who wants to develop their psychic ability. Read my book, and I have a whole chapter describing how you can work with a partner to help each other develop your psychic ability. This is a two-person game. Your partner will bring you little objects in a bag and guide you to not name the object, to describe your feelings, describe the images that come into your awareness, and keep you moving and guide you along the path a relaxation and quieting your mind and describing the surprising things that show up in your consciousness. And you need, this is a two-person, you can't do this for yourself because you need somebody to bring you interesting little objects. And after you've done a couple of these, you'll, you'll realize, well, maybe I'm just reading the mind of my friend, which indeed you probably are. You say, okay, it's time to graduate now, bring me three bags that are the same, and then randomly choose one so you don't know what's in the bag today. And I'll describe what's in the secret bag where you can't lead me or clue me because you don't know what's in the bag. And you don't want the bag to be on the table. You just designate, we're going to look at bag three today, 
You don't want the bag on the table because that will lead you to try and use your X-ray vision like Superman, and that's really not how ESP works. <laughs> I'll tell you so, what, we're just about out of time here, Dr. Targ. Tell our listeners where they can find more information about your book and also about your site. You can find more information about remote viewing, how it's done and how to do it at my website, ESPresearch.com. shows my book, shows videos of people doing remote viewing, and give you clues how to get started. Do you do public appearances, or is it just radio shows these days? Oh, I do public appearances. Uh, I teach with Deepak Chopra uh, once or twice a year. I'm going to be at San Francisco Expo the end of April. I'm no longer doing workshops, because that, that's I, I'm now getting old enough so that having to work with people for a week being responsible for that, having good experiences is more than I want to do. But I'll, I'll do a one-day uh, session, which is what I do with uh, Deepak Chopra and what I'll do at the San Francisco Expo, I think, April 27th in the Sconey Center. Oh, yes, where they used to hold the Macworld Expos before Apple gave that up. <laughs> Chris O'Brien, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. And are you to be found on any future TV shows that we should check out? Yeah, no, I actually have a number of them coming up. Uh, Mysteries of the National Parks. I, I'm doing a segment for them. There's another. Uh, we're actually developing a show for the History Channel, uh, which I'll, I'll talk more about once uh, we get a little further in the process. But if you're interested in my work, go to Our Strange Planet. It is a strange planet. It's OurStrangePlanet.com. And by the way, you can find us on Facebook where we are known as the Paracast. And as I've said in the past, we have two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And as of today, nobody has advised us how to make it just one, or can you? On Twitter. Now, Twitter, by the way, they tell me now, is only supposed to be a place where crappy people hang out to complain. I hope not, but we're on Twitter <laughs> as the Paracast. The Paracast on Twitter. So there you go. We're not crappy at all. Regina and no, Chris. And we're really appreciative, Dr. Targ, for, for taking the time to, to share this wonderful information and uh, really go into depth about your book. Much success with the book, and thank you so much for being our guest at the Paracast. Thank you very much. I'm appreciative of the opportunity. I'm happy to share it with you. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>